CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash of Don Cash and Associates. And Don, welcome in, bud. What's What's going on? Like I need to ask, right? Mark, what's going on is the same that's going on, I think, for everyone in the United States and most of the world, I guess, right? Most of the world. Although, oddly enough, I haven't seen much come out of India or Africa, which is really surprising. So I think maybe the whole heat thing might have something to do with that. It doesn't apparently like the heat too much. That's what they're saying. I was speaking to a couple of clients of mine who are doctors the other day, and they said they were down in Florida uh-huh. and said that, uh, yeah, heat, vitamin D, sun is something, you know, generally speaking, that is uh, kills viruses. Right. It's good stuff. Um, right. Good for Yeah. Good so for maybe yeah. it could be, you know, that uh, in that part of the world, India and uh, Indonesia and the Philippines is really not getting hit as hard. Yeah. And it seems like it's some of those areas, but it seems like India, the continent of India itself, not so much. And, you know, which was actually, it's probably, probably good because I know their emphasis infrastructure probably really would have a hard time mm. uh, in some places uh, with with that if it got ramped up or whatever so but anyway so yeah let's uh, let's talk about the crazy I call I'm calling it bizarro world uh, that we're <laughs> currently living in how, how are you guys how are you guys and your family doing so far you know, we're hanging in there I mean things have just changed it seems like day day to day right it, it last does, week yeah. we're you know out uh, eating out going to restaurants and I'm not saying it was normal but it was more normal right and you know it was like one thing after another where there's going to be no sitting down at restaurants and no groups more than 25 or groups more than 10. And uh, even here in New Jersey, we were not allowed to uh, be on the roads after eight o'clock at night. Oh, really? Okay. We haven't, yeah, done, we so haven't done that here yet. yet uh, well, you know what? I was say, you know what's interesting, Don? You and I, you and I are ahead of the curve. We've been practicing social distancing, which is a new term in the lexicon, <laughs> uh, for a while now because you and I taped this in different locations uh, we, through the power of the internet. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, every place in the country seems to be reacting a little bit differently. No doubt. I mean, and uh, for me, I think what's changed, I was thinking about some little things like I, I can't sit at the coffee shop and yeah. read. That's kind of a thing that I do. You know, no dinners at restaurants. The kids are all home from school. Uh, my staff is working remotely. And, Ours too. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, you know, we couldn't do this even 10 years ago. So that's pretty amazing, right? We can do the, a lot of remote work. Yeah. No, I mean, if, if it's going to hit, 2020 is not the worst time as far as a technology standpoint anyway. That's for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, I, you know, some, you try to like think of something positive coming out of this. And for us, you know, we're definitely met spending more time together with a family and, you know, trying to do little things like walking mm-hmm. more. They okay. shut down my gym down the street. So right. that, yep. that's something that's going to be closed for who knows how long and you know, just more quiet time at home. And, you know, I was, there was an app an application called Three Good Things. Do you ever hear of that? I have not. What's that? What's that all about? Yeah, it encourages you to write down three things every day that you're grateful for. It's like a gratitude well, that's journal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I've been reading about actually in a in a book I read called The Bullet Journal, but in one of the things they talked about was writing down a list of all the things you're grateful for. So, yeah, it could be small, it could be a big thing. So, you know, today I wrote down for example, uh, what am I grateful for? One, the garbage man. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Wednesday's garbage day here. I'm Our, thinking, ours too, yeah. Where would we be without the garbage people? Coffee, which I can still get, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> my not, eyesight. Just, just not TV, but yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll we, get to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do TV, but reading, 
and uh, my eyesight that I can read every day, uh, which is important to me. I'm a big reader. So, you know, that's, uh, those are the things that just came to mind is, you know, three small things that, that I'm grateful for. But I think the more you think about that, you know, it's, it makes it just uh, a little easier at least to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to find some silver linings, right? Because right now, if we're looking at the news, uh, you, you can only, I mean, we want to stay informed, but we can only do so much of that. Otherwise it's just going to send us into a mental tailspin because it's, there's just not much positive being found, you know? Absolutely. And it's hard to control your thoughts, right? I mean, I always tell my yeah, kids, the only yeah. thing we really can control is what we say and what we do. Great point. Um, but my daily thoughts, you know, that, that are natural is, you know, number one, and you and I spoke about this, uh, before we recorded as I can't wait till this is over. That's yeah. my one thought. I, I, I want to see a, a full shelf of toilet paper. <laughs> no and sign that says one per person. <laughs> right. Exactly. I want to see a stock of toilet paper and, and paper towels and napkins and water bottles. And, but uh, you know, it forces me to appreciate the things that I do have in my life, like my family, my health, course my friends faith and you know i'm happier than ever by the way to be living in america compared to other countries and um you know that's you know something that i'm trying to be more mindful of last week i sent an email and uh, to clients i'm trying to stay connected with everyone on this issue but sure. yeah, it's more personal and it's more of a from a heart communication as i call it as opposed to facts and data and in it i talked about something called Solomon's ring, or sometimes they call it Solomon's seal. Uh, it's an ancient story about a sultan who requests of King Solomon a sentence, one sentence that would always be true in good times and in bad. And Solomon replied with this, this too shall pass. Yeah, exactly. That's a great line. And, and I think I think most of us probably know that, Don, but we got to get there. We got to get over some of these hurdles first and kind of the point of the news. It's kind of, you know, sometimes it's hard to get over those hurdles when it's happening day in and day out. And, you know, you and I actually brought this up last month when, uh, you know, it was really primarily in China, obviously. And uh, we talked about, you know, some things and how it may start to affect uh, retirement plans or may not. You know, we've talked about production slowing down for a lot of products made in China. So obviously things ramped up quite a bit, obviously, for us since then. Uh, have you been, you know, getting inundated with calls? And, and if so, what are you talking to folks about? What are you telling them? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm not getting uh, many calls from clients, but I have oh, spoken to just about all of my clients, as well as many family uh, members and friends, and just reaching out to, like I said, to neighbors earlier. But fortunately, people aren't, you know, reaching out or calling in droves. I don't mind people reaching out. Certainly, they can call me anytime. But my advice uh, from a health standpoint, of course, is just to be cautious if you're older. Uh, that's the message you're hearing from everyone. So now people really don't have to hear it from me. I'm not personally afraid of getting sick. you know. However, I do have concerns for my clients and, and family sure, yeah. and friends and people who could be at risk. And you know, as I told uh, clients this week and uh, this weekend with my email and just walking around and speaking to neighbors and you know, we could always... Um, as a family, run out to the supermarket for them and shop if they feel uncomfortable. We have two strong boys in the house and and others I know that are be willing to help. So that's the communication that I sent out oh, to clients awesome. a couple of days ago that if they really feel that it's not something that they 
they want to take the risk to step outside and and if they have to run to the market or do something uh, to get something urgently that you know we're here for them we'll take the steps to do that for them and that was a you know one of my primary communications to people kudos to yourself and and others i know we're seeing some things like certain different store brands that are uh, trying to do some designated senior hours or at the them at risk or whatever where mm. letting uh, older folks be able to come in and shop where there's not very many people in there and so on and so forth so uh, from a financial perspective though what are you talking about you know with with your clients or with people in general yeah it's a good question mark you know the concern that i have is not so much the virus itself Okay. You know, because I think that we can contain that and it can be controlled. And even looking at uh, the statistics in, in China and um, in Korea and Japan, it seems like they have things pretty well under control there now. And we're, you know, just a little behind them in, in what we're dealing with here. It's more the reaction to the effects the virus is having on investments and really the potential for bad decision making. I think that people, some people are at risk of violating the rules of investment uh, and the simple rules are buy low and sell high. Fortunately, I've, as I mentioned before, I've not had many clients call me. I've been calling them, and you know, most of them have been pretty calm and philosophical about it. They've been around a long time and really have seen just about everything, although mm-hmm. nothing has been quite like this. No, definitely nothing like this. And that's the concern. I mean, and, and the uncertainty of all this definitely makes people fearful. Yeah, there's elements, I guess, of 2008 reminds you a little bit. Uh, people were panicking and making some, you know, hasty decisions, things of that nature, which, from a financial perspective, may or may not have, you know, come back to bite them, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about that. People are prone to, I guess, try to time the market, react to fear, and really, thus making a often a big mistake. And uncertainty drives fear, right? So, you know, right now people are thinking, how long are these changes going to affect my lifestyle? And am I going to get sick? Um, although I'm not hearing too much about that, but that's certainly in the back of people's minds, I'm sure. Right. How many people are going to get laid off? That's a concern. Are we going to have a bad recession? And, you know, really, when we all these questions. Uh, run around our minds. The media certainly make it worse. I've said many times before, you're really limiting your TV time and, and iPhone watching time in the news is important. All this information overload, it just increases the anxiety. Well, and then it starts to beg the questions, Don, you know, what do we do, you know, with stock markets down the way they're down? I mean, you know, uh, at the time we're taping this podcast, they were up yesterday, they're down again today. uh, And that's probably going to continue to be the case. You know, you have people saying, I mean, I bump into people, I talk to people all the time all across the place. And they're saying, well, for some people, maybe it's a good time to buy stocks. And of course, (laughs) to your toilet paper comment earlier, you know, like the companies that, you know, are making certain things, you know, whether it's the people that make the cleaning supplies or the TP or uh, airplanes or, you know, Amazon or whatever the case might be. Yeah. You know, I do hear that too from time to time and, and trying to time this is just about the worst thing you can do uh, because think about it. All the information about a stock is already in the price. You're not the only one who notices how much toilet paper is being bought. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> what happens a month or two from now when people have, you know, a year's supply of, of paper, uh, and cleaning goods in their basement. I mean, the sales are going to slow down pretty dramatically. Uh, The fact is, is this, the stock market reacts to news. News is unpredictable really from day to day. And therefore the the stock market's unpredictable. Getting back to uh, 2008, as you mentioned, when the stock market bottomed out, 
it was in actually March of 2009, so exactly, just about exactly 11 years ago, there were people that sold and never got back in, or maybe they got back in in July or August. And, you know, by the summer, by just about, what, three or four months later, uh, some stocks were up 30 or 40%. So if you time the market, you really need to be right twice. And people don't think about this. You need to be right when you sell and you need to be correct when you buy back. And historically, it's just really not that not possible. Yeah, I mean, in the, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. There's there's so many of these things in there. So, what do you see happening? Uh, I mean, obviously, we're getting at this point now. We're getting every couple of days. We're hearing from the response, you know, Trump and and Pence and the response people. What do you see happening from from that angle moving forward from the government? Well, you know, from the government perspective, of course, their primary concern is containing the virus, and that's where we have all the action with limited uh, movement and. Uh, social distancing and quarantines in the home and that sort of thing and people working remotely. But when it comes to economic government action, this is where we're seeing a, a similar reaction as to 2008. There's massive, really massive government, uh, Federal Reserve and central bank action all over the world. The central banks are sort of like the Federal Reserve of other countries. It's one of the reasons why we saw the stock market in the U.S. go up so much in 2009 and 2010. It was over 40% uh, for those two years combined. And some stock markets around the world were up over 50% or 60% during that period of time. So what they're looking for now is what they call a quick V-shaped recovery okay. with this virus, not a U-shaped. It's just a way that they graph out the recovery. V meaning it goes down quickly, goes up quickly. Right. And we're looking at things like now people are back to work in China. Apple has reopened all its stores in China, and that's what we're hoping for here. This is what they call an external shock, you know, as opposed to what happened in 2008, which was more systemic. It was a banking and housing market crisis. But right. From government, what we're seeing are tax cuts, regulation cuts, loan deferrals, free testing for the virus, stimulus checks getting sent out, just about anything you can think of, which is going to boost the economy. From the Federal Reserve, we're seeing interest rate cuts, which we saw two recently, right. a liquidity to banks. Okay, the Federal Reserve has what they call a dual mandate, which is like two main purposes. One is full employment and the other is a stable dollar. So it's interesting that, you know, this time, as we mentioned earlier, there's no fear of a bank run, right? Think of the scene from It's a Wonderful Life, right? You, you've seen that movie before, oh, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah, where everyone's running into George's bank and they're looking to cash out their accounts to make sure they have money in their house to buy things. And it, it's getting panicky where he's down to like the last $2 at, at, when the bank closes. We're really not seeing anything like that. So people are not worried about bank failures or insurance company failures. What we have is ironically a, a toilet paper run, right? A bottled water run. And, you know, few people believe that this is something that's permanent. Yeah, and I, I agree with you there too, and I, and I hope that that you know kind of mindset continues to to stay as we get past some of the initial fears and concerns. 
Uh, and we are going to definitely see businesses in different sectors get hurt. But again, uh, to the point of that possible V recovery, hopefully that'll be the case. So speaking of being hurt, like what are, you know, what are people hearing that can hurt them? I know my mom, uh, gets confused sometimes at 78. She gets a little confused at a few things here and there. And then, you know, we kind of talk through it and then she feels better. But what are, what are you seeing? Well, you know, you're hearing all kinds of messages now uh, from the media. So you know, some of the concerns are people saying, sell now, try to pick the best stocks that can benefit the crisis. We talked about that, picking Amazon or Kimberly Clark or, you know, one of these companies that could benefit from what's going on, trying to time the market, you know, it gets back to just violating the rules of investing and being patient, rebalancing their portfolios, buying low, selling high, don't try to pick stocks or time the market. When people understand things, Mark, it's often not that scary, but human nature takes over, right? There there are studies done from a company called Dalbar Research mm-hmm. that shows over a 20 or 30 year period of time. Okay. So over any 20 or 30 year period of time, there's always going to be some crisis, right? But over that period of time, the stock market goes up an average of 10% a year. The average investor gets about 4% instead of 10% due to selling low and buying high. And fixed income bonds are even worse. It's something like zero over that period of time. So to put it in perspective, if someone had $100,000, let's say, at the time of the Y2K situation uh, 20 years ago, a 10% return, if they stuck with the plan, they would have almost $700,000. Wow. If they had a 4% return, they would have yielded 200000 And a 2% return is less than $150,000. So you know, the next 20% move in the market could be down, uh, but the next 100% move has always been up. And that's, you know, what I typically share with people if they want to get into more details. And look, I'm human too. I get worried, no doubt. Uh, But think of this, what other time in history would you rather be living in when it comes to dealing with this type of situation? You know, we spoke earlier, there was a pandemic in uh, 1918 called the Spanish flu. I mean, I'm assuming you've heard of that, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. It's during World War One. And I think it started somewhere in Europe during the war, but it, it affected 25% of the world's population. And they say 50 million people died during that. And in World War II, over 80 million people died during the war. But you know, this is nothing like that. In China, you know, where this is really uh, subsiding, there are over a billion people. There's been something like 80,000 cases and 4,000 deaths. Now, it's all tragic. I'm not dismissing it. But the numbers are very few compared to the population. And here, the numbers are even far fewer. You know, we have the best health care in the world. And I'm totally confident we'll get through this. Yeah, I'm with you there too, Don. And as for sure, I mean, H1N1, we had mm. more. We had more cases of that here just in the States. And we're not seeing that just yet. So I, I'm confident in our, in our healthcare system as well. And uh, I think some of the steps we're taking while radical and we're not used to these, uh, maybe you, you know, we're hearing the other, the other term we're hearing besides uh, social distancing is the bell curve, right? Keeping the bell curve low. So that, that's why we're staying at home to kind of reduce that. So all great information, all good stuff here today on the podcast. Any other kind of thoughts you want to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah. You know, a couple of things you know, with all the talk of people selling uh, their investment, you know, many are also adding to True. their investment. Yeah. And one area in particular, 
where people may want to consider is in the Roth IRA. We've spoken about that a few, many times actually in the past. Folks have until April 15th to make a 2019 Roth IRA contribution if they qualify uh, based on their income. And also, this might be a great time for a Roth conversion from their traditional IRA. And with a conversion, you're simply paying the tax on the assets at a lower share price and then moving them over to a, a Roth IRA account, which is tax-free for the rest of your life. So we can more, talk more about that, Mark, on, on the next show. Okay. Well, fantastic. Well, you know, again, a lot of good information here, folks, as always. Um, you know, we, we try to share some things. Obviously, we're in a you know, some uncharted territory here. So we try to come at this from a little different standpoint. But as always, if you do have some questions, if you are currently a client of Don's and you do, uh, if you want to talk to him, you want to reach out to him, uh, you should know how to do that. But I'll remind you, you can also call the 800 number. But if you're not, if you're catching this podcast from a different source, uh, you've you know email blast or someone shared it with you or you found it on Apple or Google or whatever, uh, reach out and have a conversation. You know, right now we can definitely, you know, things can be done virtually, telecommunications. Again, in some ways, 2020 is it's a great time for this to happen because uh, we can still get a lot of things done without having to actually interact with one another to kind of keep this thing down. So reach out to Don at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. You can also go to his website to learn more at donaldcash.com. That is donaldcash.com. And don't forget, subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, whatever platform you choose. So a lot of good things again today on the show. Don, let's let's try to finish it off with something like we normally do. Uh, we'll spin it back around and have some normalcy here. We'll do our getting to know you. Tell me something that you've done before that you'll probably never do again. Well, good question. Hopefully it's this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Having to stay home. Okay, that's a good one. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think that question through. Good job. <laughs> You know, one thing that comes to mind, I was just talking about this not too long ago with someone, is uh, when I was a younger guy, I parasailed in Mexico, okay? And believe wow, it or not, okay. I did, did twice, you wow. know, two different occasions. And uh, I'm not averse to risk, but I am averse to stupid risk. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're younger, you don't think these things through. So, uh, you know, that and, and drinking the water, which it always seems like I get sick drinking the water down there and then, but uh, now running out of toilet paper <laughs> during that time, that would be a big problem during that time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there you go. You know, I sit there and think about that. You, we see all this stuff and it's like, you know, we did survive for a very long time as a species without the invention of toilet paper. So we will be okay, folks. Uh, we don't have to make that run on it, but anyway, good stuff. I'll try to end on a good note anyway, at least. So Don, thanks for your time as always here on the podcast. I hope you and your family stay safe and clients stay safe and, uh, we will talk again here soon and, and see what kind of other updates and things have happened. And we'll chat more here on the podcast. As always, I thank you for your time, my friend. Same to you, Mark, and the best to everyone. Absolutely. So, folks, make sure you subscribe to us and catch us next time for another episode, as well as you can listen to some past episodes. Don't forget, you know, when we come out the other side on this, there's still going to be things we want to do to make sure we're setting ourselves up and protecting our retirement or planning for retirement. A big key component in all of this is, you know, did you have a plan in place before this started? Did it help? You know, uh, most likely, more than likely, it absolutely helped. So uh, it's always important to still kind of keep our eye on the end goal. And we'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.